You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. My name's Eric. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. And if you are new to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, then please take a second and remember to subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, then hit that little bell icon so you can get notified every single time a new video drops. If you're listening to the audio on your favorite podcast player, then take a second and subscribe in that app if you can. Uh, And if you do enjoy the podcast, which I have no doubt you will, then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave the podcast a five-star review. I'm talking like if you're feeling the podcast, leave it five stars. If you're not feeling the podcast, you know, then you don't got to do all that stuff. But if you're feeling it, go leave a five-star review, leave a thumbs up on the YouTube channel. And while you're here, take a little gander through the Holistic Nootropics Library. And if you are somebody who is into nootropics and supplementation, then head on over to holisticnootropics.com and download a copy of my free supplement buying guide. This is a fully comprehensive guide that walks you through ingredient by ingredient on how to find the best quality supplements and nootropics on the market today, because let's face it, there's a lot of junk out there with a lot of fillers, preservatives, excipients, all kinds of garbage that really doesn't do much for your health. So if you're looking to get the most out of supplements, then head on over to holisticnootropics.com and get that free supplement buying guide. Today on the podcast, I have Justin Fransom. Justin is a athleticism performance coach who's worked with professional and amateur athletes over the last two decades. Justin, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Eric, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. We had a little uh, fun chat here before we got started. You're uh, into a lot of the same things I am. In fact, um, you coach a lot of the things that I am into, especially the athleticism part. And I'd love to pick your brain on some of these, you know, kind of like upping athletic performance. And you've also got some insight into some really cool, relevant things happening in the world right now in terms of EMF and radiation and how to alleviate that and how to keep that from causing uh, things like disease and chronic disease and a lot of issues that we're seeing. But before we get into all that stuff, I'd love to know, how did you get into this world of athletic performance? Yeah, Eric, I was an athlete growing up at, and played some soccer and tennis and wanted to play collegiate tennis at USC and got hurt. So I couldn't even play. So I was a guy who always wanted to optimize my own health. Didn't really make it to the level of playing that I felt I should play at because I was a, you know, I consider myself a coordinated athlete, but I didn't get to the level I wanted to play. So uh, needless to say, I ended up finding a, a career that could help me help others <laughs> achieve their dreams. And, you know, so I, it's, it's been a, a really fun program with some incredible mentors to, to learn a lot of this that we'll share with you today. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a, it's a common theme on this podcast that, you know, a lot of people who, uh, you know, when I talk to doctors, when I talk to researchers, when I talk to entrepreneurs in this field of, you know, health and wellness, a lot of it comes from personal experience, you know, a, a thing you were dealing with something that let you down, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, you know, some of these functional doctors I talked to, it's like, how'd you get into functional medicine? Well, I was dealing with this chronic issue that all the regular doctors couldn't fix. So I figured I had to go 
the next level and find this, you know, kind of modern way of doing medicine, which is actually a throwback to, you know, the years before the modern medical system was established. So it's always, it all, and, and I have a very similar story of how I got into this, which was, I was dealing with my own issues and you're always looking for an answer. So that's, that's really cool that that's, that you were on your way to playing, you know, collegiate level tennis, and then you, it didn't happen, but you weren't going to let that stop you from helping others avoid the same, um, you know, kind of ends that you met. Definitely. Yeah. There's, you know, whether it's a, it was internal energy and, and not being able to create it or, and then I had a few injuries. So there's a, a lot of ways people can get nicked and, and slow them down. So I really dove into a program called athleticism where we solve all those challenges and get you really coordinated and allow you to connect with the infinite flow of the universe and perform at the highest level. And so it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a fun several decades helping a lot of people. So in your expert opinion, you know, when you're working with, um, athletes or maybe even like weekend warriors or people who just kind of get in and out of the gym, you know, what do you find are the biggest things holding people's holding people back from really meeting their, their athletic potential? Well, a lot of it is their energy field. I mean, it's, which is, which is really interesting. Eric, do you know, Bruce Lipton, do you ever follow that name in health world? Yeah. The biology of belief. Yeah. So Bruce Lipton is one of the biggest names out there talking about this intangible energy. And it, it, uh, he goes on to say, basically your health lies in your chi, in your energy field And, and chemistry of your body is actually secondary. So when we look at the body, I got to look at their energy systems and making sure that they're amplifying at the level that they're capable of. And that goes into morning routines and prayer and nutrition and exercise and rest and own your power, hydration, uh, sleep. The list goes on and on grounding, you know, and and all these different components need to go into boosting that energy. And once they're there and the subconscious holding patterns, I think would be number two reason for them not getting up there. They, they only subconsciously feel that they're worthy of X amount. So to allow them to get to that next level, there's, there's a, some layers to peel sometimes. That's so interesting because I actually think about this a lot as far as this idea of intangible energetics you know, um, especially since I've been, you know, doing this podcast and, and building this holistic nootropics site and brand and diving into, okay, you know, like in nootropics, it's like, Hey, everybody just says, well, if we get more choline, if we take more choline, then we'll just fill our brains full of choline. And then we'll just be working off this superhuman, you know, surcharge of energy and motivation and brain fog goes away and you just start hitting superhuman levels of production. And it just doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes like the biggest boost that you can give your brain is just, um, you know, reconnecting to your spiritual side as crazy as that sounds, right? Like finding a new motivation to get after stuff, uh, improving your sleep. Um, you know, oddly enough, because we know so much about the gut brain connection, um, chewing your food and having good digestion so that your gut can start to release some of this dysbiosis and start to improve its function. will start to, 
um, inherently make your brain work better. Uh, you know, so sometimes I would imagine for you, you know, you have athletes who say, well, I want to get my bench up 50 pounds, you know, or I want to get my squat up a hundred pounds. And sometimes it might just be, you know, a little bit more intuitive, like, well, well, what do you, what is your motivation for wanting to perform better? You know, let's, let's tap into that first. Yeah. I mean, I had one, so I have a lot of facilitators that uh, go to guys uh, for more, you know, bigger injuries or stuff. And one guy, a guy that was going out for the NFL combine, he couldn't bench 225 like three times. And, but he was, he, but he was this big, strong guy and it was just, his energy was just stuck. So I actually sent him to one of our energy workers and, and ended up, he, I think he benched about, you know, probably anywhere from 12 to 15 reps, you know, at the combine, which it's a little under where he could have got to, but it was far surpassed what he was doing before. But the energy, you just, it's unbelievable how it can be blocked just in that scenario. Or I have, uh, I have lots of clients, not only professional athletes, but I have uh, one of the top orthopedic surgeons in, in Orange County, Newport Beach, California, as one of my clients. And uh, he's just a great athlete in a lot of different sports. And But uh, his energy, he said, is like, I'm off. I wasn't playing the way, the way I was supposed to play. And and what, what we looked at was his cross-crawl energy. And so when I just say, go march in place, he first went same arm, same leg. And I'm like, wait a second, you know, you're just your energy system, his energy system was off. So we teach him how to march in place and do opposite arm, opposite leg, not a homolateral pattern where it's same arm, same leg. So just really looking at the body, you know, from that energy standpoint is massive. Wow. Uh, I love that stuff. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, I was introduced to this, uh, this idea of animal movement, um, which yeah. is like kind of reintroducing this idea of like crawling and like relearning how to crawl properly. And, and this, like you just said, kind of cross lateral movement stuff. And it's so funny cause it was a, it was a personal trainer that showed me this stuff, you know, this, this big, you know, kind of Jack dude. And he's like, yeah, we, before we touch any weights, I'm going to get you on the, on the floor and you're going to crawl and I'm going to have you hold these positions like, you know, this leg out, this arm out, and then you're going to kind of touch your other knee with your hand. I'm like, no, dude, I want to bench. <laughs> I want to power clean. I don't want to do this stuff. And he's like, no, you got to do this because it starts to retrain your mind. And sure, you know, sure as heck, I was able to uh, increase my squats, increase my range of motion, which is, um, functionally for me, I'm not an athlete, but I'm just a dude who's getting older. And I would like to, you know, not have my body break down. Like these are movements that are so important, especially when you think about the amount of hip breakages and back pain that people start to deal with as they get older. Yeah, definitely. Well, those primal moves are innate and we have innate reflexes and energy systems. And that's how this universe has created us and how we're one with it and how we flow and can connect to it. So that's part of it is really this cross crawl pattern, getting these energy systems up, getting your chi to be able to flow, you know, doing those necessary breath work and grounding, you know, and all those components we talked about to get there are absolutely essential for performance and health and vitality and longevity. And it, it, I think a really good example of this is probably like Tom Brady, 
You know, if you looked at Tom Brady, if you didn't know anything about sports or, you know, you've been living under a rock for the last 21 years, and you had no idea who Tom Brady was and you were just at a beach and you saw Tom Brady in a bathing suit. You wouldn't think you, you wouldn't think twice. You would just be like, oh, look at this guy. You know, yeah, he's got a couple of gray hairs. He's got like a not quite a dad bod, but nothing like impressive. He doesn't look like he's got any muscles. You wouldn't know that this dude is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, and he's, it's just like, he's getting better and better every year. I mean, this year he's leading the NFL in passing yards. It's like a 46 or 45 year old dude. It's unbelievable. And I look at a guy and I go, yeah, he's working off of a different level, you know? And I think about this with other athletes who have gone the distance like this, you know, it's at, at some point it's more than just how strong are you or how, what's your 40 time or, you know, even your hand-eye coordination, like there is another level to this that makes these athletes ascend to greatness. For sure. And a lot of it too is brain typing. We've done a lot of work with braintypes.com, Jonathan Neednoggle, his son, Jeremy, these guys, brain type athletes, you can see who can perform under pressure. And so Manning has, you know, one of the, optimal brain types for a quarterback where he can just sit in the pocket at the last second and throw it, not worry about getting hit or someone like me would be like, Oh no, I gotta throw this. I gotta get hit. And so you end up making mistakes, but there's just really, there's a lot of uh, components that go into that. And, and he's, he's got one of those gifted types and there, there's a crazy story that we share a lot and it was uh, Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning uh, kind of uh, intro, uh, you know, and, and Tom Brady's different, but but this uh, Peyton Manning was, they and Tom Brady, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf came out at the same time uh, at first, first round draft picks. San Diego Chargers ended up going with Ryan Leaf, which was a big mistake. And so he was probably one of the biggest uh, just disappointments, you know, in the history of, of sports for for how well he was touted. And a lot of it had to do with his brain type and how he couldn't handle the pressure and stress. And and then Neednoggle went on And this. There was an article in the L.A. Times and I don't know, 1998 or something, whenever these guys came out a long time ago and he 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 would type all these different uh, organizations and teams and positions and but he he would went on record to say like one of the two would be the big biggest success and the other the biggest failure in the history of the nfl and he was right so it's wild wild to see that yeah oh man because you know when you think about professional sports it's like there is i mean there, there definitely is a barrier to entry and that's it's all you know physical athleticism and i i feel like when you get when you're talking like the nfl or the nba or or professional hockey or major league base or whatever pick your professional sports i feel like you could probably like cut a line down and say okay obviously everybody who's at the professional level physically have all of the same characteristics, right? They all, you know, you can't even go to the combine unless you can run. If you're a running back, a sub four, five, four, four, forty, you know, or throw a 50 yard bomb, you know, off your back foot or whatever. Right. But then there's that intangible force. It's like, well, how does a number one draft pick and a Heisman winner in college just get completely tossed out of the league by their third year? You know, how are they selling insurance and they're 26 and just three, four years ago, they were, 
they were touted to be the next great Brady, uh, Tom Brady or, you know, Emmett Smith or whatever. Um, and I feel like there is, I, I, I can't put my finger on it maybe because you've worked with so many people, you know, better than I, but there's definitely something to that. And then on the other end, you have the guys that are picked in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, or they go undrafted. And next, thing you know, they're making the pro bowl. They're, they're in the NBA all-star game or whatever it is. Like there's these stories just constantly of people either outshining or underperforming whatever their expected level is. And, and there's definitely an energy component to that. Yeah. So many, there's so much to it. So many parts and our program, like a guy named John Mallinger is PJ golfer jumped up 90 spots on the tour before me. My mentor was Dean Britton. He was a strength coach in the NBA and NFL and he had, uh, when he got out of working with organizations and just privately, he had t- Jim Courier. And Jim jumped from 25 in the world to, to top five in the world in a period of nine months doing our program. And you, you have these big jumps from guys and, and Jim didn't have the brain type to do it. You know, so it was developing that coordination. So we can overachieve on the genetics and our brain types by opening up these energy systems and being more dynamic in, in so many different ways and really connecting to abundance and, and the vibration of that. And it, it, this is real stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation here if it weren't for that type of waveform, you know, interaction that we're experiencing to see each other, to hear each other. Oh man. I, I love this stuff. It's, it's so cool. Um, you know, and it's not just athletics too. It's, it's all these other realms of life. It's business. You know, this is uh, like, I think about this book, Think and Grow Rich, where, you know, Napoleon Hill, he's interviewing Andrew Carnegie and, you know, Carnegie is just like, it's just how your brain works. Like there's nothing, I wasn't gifted with any super talents. You know, I built this steel business on my own, but it, it, it like, I'll tell you from conversations I had with me and JP Morgan and all these guys, it's like, you know, we just work like Henry Ford, Edison, like we all just live in this different energy level of thinking that the universe is abundant and, you know, we just have to be, we just have to make sure that we show up every day with the right attitude and the right perspective to make sure that we can get a little bit of what the universe has and always kind of be giving back. Exactly. Because we are one with her. And that is the thing that people just see they don't see there's a disconnect there it's like we're above it or we're different from it we can control it that's not something that is is you want to mess with like (laughs) the universe we're one with it and when you can really rev with her and get in the flow you're going to see your performance go up your health go up your bank account like everything so as we talk about um energy. Um, you know, I've had a few people on here talking about red light and near infrared light and, uh, light therapy. And, and this is where I really started playing with this idea of like bioelectric versus biochemical, you know, because it, it was a guest on here that I had on here and he goes, Hey, everybody believes that we're biochemical beings, but really we're more bioenergetic. And, you know, I've been taking, um, you know, I've been studying organic chemistry, for instance, and, and chemistry and diving into atoms and, and energy levels and atoms. And when, when you go down to the atomic level, the subatomic level, and you start looking at protons and electrons and neutrons, the nucleus of, I mean, the way that you get intermolecular bonds is physically by 
atoms jumping to different energy levels. So even when we're talking about the biochemical, there is a tremendous bioelectrical component to this. And, you know, again, I go back to the nootropic space. I go back to the supplements. The supplement industry is a hundred billion dollar industry. And yet in America, we're chronically ill to the tilt, like over 40% of adults are obese. It's not even overweight. It's obese now. And yet somehow everybody's taking supplements that are supposed to help your health. Everyone's taking pharmaceutical drugs are supposed to help your health and we're still failing miserably. So it almost feels like we are completely ignoring this, this total other side of the story, which is the bioelectric um, abilities of us as humans. Definitely. Well, we have an energy field in our body and the the way a lot of it communicates is through light and so when i do nerve work on the athletes i can get concussions back really fast we can get their muscles to fire faster to talk to the nervous system through working with a red light therapy i mean just right here mm -hmm. this is a grt light uh, that i use uh, it's one of the lights but they're fantastic with it and then you know, we got to realize that our body's a big conductor. It's energy and water. So, you know, when you put in uh, basically a, a smartwatch or something on your wrist, cell phone on you, it's going to change that electricity. It's different than how we're made. And so it can be disruptive. So, yeah, it, we understanding biology, physics, waveform, and then I love the kinesiology components as well. And, and all that goes into that nutrition. These are things that should be pillars for education. And, and they're just so missed most of the time, which is, which is a challenge for me. So let's talk a little bit about um, EMFs. You know, you have a site called emfrocks.com and you're talking a lot about EMFs. And I've, I've seen a lot of information about EMFs. I've, I've read a couple of books on this. I've read these articles, but I still really don't understand, you know, what these EMFs are. Um, sometimes I feel like, you know, you have two sides of it. You have one side of it of people that go, uh, EMF, this is like nonsense. This is like hocus pocus. It's like invisible, like nobody cares. And then you have this other side of it. That's like, Oh my God. Like I keep my, I, you know, talk on my speaker phone from at least 20 feet away. You know, <laughs> I don't like carry my phone and, and I'm big on this too. Like I really try hard not to keep my phone in my pocket. Um, but it's, it's so difficult. I have like a cover for it. That's supposed to block EMFs. Um, but you know, you, you seem to be an expert on this. Talk a little bit about, you know, what these EMFs are and, and, and the role they play in our lives right now. Well, let's break it down. And this will really simplify it for everyone. So we talked about the universe being electric and us being electric. When we're sleeping, we have brainwave states. We're like one or below one to eight hertz or waves per second. Everything has a resonance. And so we really rev close to the Schumann resonance of the earth at Healing Pulse Earth was a 7.8 hertz or waves per second. And remember, the earth has a negative ionic charge. Eileen McCusick talks about it in her book. She does tuning fork therapy. But you get this negative ionic charge from below. And from above, you get a positive ionic charge. And that would be from the sun from unpolarized waves. So the sunlight, it distributes equally in every direction. And that's, if the sun were a one directional beam, we wouldn't be here. It would be too strong for us. So our bodies do really well with waveforms that are slower 
in, in wavelength speed, and then also uh, that are unpolarized distribute equally in every direction. Now, when we go to a cell phone or any man-made technology, they would not exist if they weren't one directional waveforms, okay? They're one directional. So that's why a signal going in and out of a transformer have to meet or you'll have lots of dirty electricity. They're, they're, they're going, they're each going one direction. So with this, let's talk about the wireless stuff. We're looking at 5G is 60 to 90 billion waves per second. I just said, we sleep at one to eight. <laughs> I mean, that's a big difference. So when you add 10 zeros to anyone's bank account, significant difference, right? Same with a waveform. When you add 10 zeros to the speed of a wave, that's one directional, that's the polar opposite charge of how we are in REV, our bodies are gonna to respond to that in different ways. And so what happens is, is we end up breaking down from it. And Dr. Martin Paul discovered that the voltage-gated calcium channels let in positive calcium into a negative cell, that's excess calcium. That's not a great recipe for health. You don't want that. So that vibration, that secondary vibration effect is how this man-made stuff, you know, really uh, affects us. And then we get into the cognitive stuff and then the, the more severe, the muscle twitches, bleeding, you know, nausea. And then you go into the bigs, Alzheimer's, suicide, dementia, fatigue, uh, or um, Alzheimer's, suicide, dementia, and then, um, and uh, cancer, diabetes, talk about bad food, diabetes kind of took the cake on and with all the bad food, uh, but all those have always really, the bell curve has gone up and up and up since we introduced electricity into, into our space. And now the one that's really popping up is, is the lack of fertility from EMF. So that's a big challenge right now. And then, so we're allowing this immigration to come in uh, so we can keep that population up there. But that's kind of the, the basics on, on the EMF. So what do you say to someone then, um, you know, who, who, who's very skeptical about this, you know, they're, they, they want 5g, they want like all, they want their, their refrigerator to talk to their stove, to talk to their TV, <laughs> you know, they want to, tell Alexa, you know, on their TV to fire up their stuff. Cause I mean, God forbid they have to walk five and a half feet over to their stove and boil water for themselves. But, um, you know, or they want to watch, you know, uh, like a movie on their 4k, whatever phone while they're in the middle of the jungle, you know, like, what do you say to somebody who says, no, but yeah, all that stuff's going up, but it's, it's also going up because of fast food and hydrogenated oils and all, you know, or what name the thing that causes cancer. Right. Um, you like, what do you say to that person who's very well, skeptical about all this stuff? Well, first off you guys, it's just physics. I mean, look at the waveform. So these waves are, they're actually waves and you can get a meter and meter them. So, I mean, I would just say, Let's go get an acoustometer and see how quiet your phone really is when it's not on. Because <laughs> the second you point it at it, the meter is going to scream off the charts and meter out. It can't even read the high, the level, because it, it's so high on the phone. It doesn't even meter that high. So there's no phone, there's no meters to meter 
2.45 billion waves per second coming off of, of a cell phone even. So when you show a, a, like a child, like I have a daughter, you show her like, hey, this is a cell phone. It looks like it's quiet and still, but it's kicking off the sound and vibration that most humans can't hear, but the animals can hear and these meters can detect that changes their entire perspective on what this stuff is. And then we inform them that they're one directional and a polarized charge and really fast waves because it's like, I mean, dude, we're across the world. Like how can we talk and have this quality of a conversation with this responsiveness, unless these waves are traveling just billions of waves per second. So, we start to understand all these components and then where, where we really thrive. And with athletes, I mean, Eric, when you're in the zone and you're flowing, you're at eight to 12 Hertz or waves per second, you know, again, really low and slow. So we show them how we rev, how the earth revs, that Schumann resonance, 7.83 Hertz, and then how different the man-made is, get them a meter to quantify it. And, and then I might even, introduce them to the the invisible rainbow the book the invisible rainbow by arthur furstenberg and the other book would be the contagion myth by tom cowan md so these guys talk about the electrification of our atmosphere and how it changes our world and how birds are affected, our, our nature is affected, how our bodies are producing viruses to adapt to this. So we can go in and talk about the real stuff behind this stuff, behind these intangibles that amazing doctors like Tom Cowan are understanding because he's worked with the body for decades and then he's worked with soil for decades and he realizes how interconnected we all are. I can get into this in terms of like anxiety and depression, um, you know, with, uh, with cognitive issues, because it's, it's really funny that like I'll sit here and I'll meditate in my home and I'll just sit still or I'll do like breathing exercises and then I'll get really dialed in, you know, more dialed in than, you know, than even if I'm just kind of like whatever chilling, um, like to the point where it's like, I can hear all of the sounds around me. And I, it's just, it wasn't until recently that I was doing this that I started to notice. I'm like, there's just like a constant low level buzz, you know, like you don't hear it while you're going about the day, but you just kind of hear it. And I'm like, if I go out to, um, you know, there's this spot in the jungle that we go to every couple months and it's just super chill. It's like glamping kind of, but I mean, it's like fully sustainable. Like there isn't, there is a, a Wi-Fi connection, but I mean, otherwise you're just in like the middle of nature. And it's just so crazy when you go from like your home and it's quiet to nature and it's quiet and it's somehow much quieter out in nature. And you realize when you, when you silent everything down, there is like this low level buzz and you got to think like, that's got to have some effect on the brain. Like that's got, because again, we're all working off of these, uh, you know, these energy waveforms, like that's got to have some effect on, on brain waves. It does. You're so right. And so aware to observe that. And even if it's low level radiation or, or, or electricity, which measures up the 50 waves per second on up into the 60,000 to, you know, whatever it is per waves per second. The electricity 
the measuring of electricity uh, has to be, you know, one milligauss or, or lower. So it has to be a very slow waveform or below for us to be able to uh, be good with it according to bioinitiative.org. Then you go into dirty electricity, which is a faster wave, 50,000 on up to several hundred thousand waves per seconds. And then you go up to the wireless where they measure in the millions to billions of waves per second. So the, all that has a sound to it. And I had an experience where I was in my room, uh, uh, family's out of town. I was just dialing down. I was watching a movie and then all the electricity went off in the whole house. And, and it just literally was like, and I didn't realize what quiet was until all the electricity was off in the home. And we live with this, this low level radiation, which is a massive stressor, equally as a, uh, of a stressor as the higher stuff, according to a lot of the studies. And it's definitely challenging us. And what we're seeing is, is over, well, several years ago, it was 10% of the population is EMF sensitive. I would double it by now because of all the effects that are going on. And we, you know, we sell these grounding bags at doctor clinics all around the country and they wouldn't be selling them like crazy if their patients weren't <laughs> having challenges with it. So this is a big, big thing that we got to look at. And the cool factor is, is, you know, the grounding bags, yeah, EMF rocks, we have grounding bags and, and they do what mother nature does because they're hand mined crystals inside, but they convert that waveform. So now we can coexist in, you know, in this, uh, this new electrification of man-made radiation, you know, in our homes and all around us. So can you explain grounding? Because, um, like I, I, I know the concept, um, but I just don't know, I don't get the science of it. You know, I've heard this, you were mentioning negative ion, um, thing here, you know, uh, what I try to do at least a few times a week, like I'm fortunate enough to live right by the beach. So I try to get into the ocean, um, right. a couple times a week. I definitely try to get my feet on the bare sand and just soak that all up. But, um, you know, and then there's that thing too, where it's like, you know, you go out into nature. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't feel better after you spend at least maybe even like an hour, uh, you know, in nature surrounded by trees. Um, so can you explain how that works a little bit and how that, that counters, you know, these EMF effects? Definitely. The earth has a human resonance and it has a negative ionic charge. And we pull the electrons from that charge to, charge ourselves and our body. So when you're barefoot in the water, I surf a lot uh, and, and go out in the ocean all the time. And it, when you can do that, you can ground out all the electricity really well. So it's like an earthing rod going into the earth or the ground. You, you wanna have that going down in there. And it's just, uh, it's awesome to experience that earthing, that grounding capacity. So, so what you want to do is you actually get grounded by nature. So that's where you're pulling those electrons from it. So really important to, to be out in nature. You can get the positive unpolarized waves from above, from the sun. So the sunlight's so beneficial for us. And then, you know, the, the ocean has that negative ion of charge. It feeds us. Tom Cowan, MD, when I, 
he had me on on his podcast as well. And he talked about one of his patients who is an electrician. And the electrician had just unbelievable uh, exposure to electricity. And this electricity was uh, not a challenge for him because he was surfing a lot. Well, he fell, got a rod in his arm, ended up having lots of heavy metal in it, was out of the water for some time, kept doing his work, but that rod was more of a conductor and he wasn't grounding the ocean. He started having massive health challenges. Mm. So we know that when you're not grounded, you're, you're not going to be able to heal quickly. And then you'll start to have some other stuff that goes along with you, uh, you know, that, that could go wrong. Uh, Clint Ober wrote a book called Earthing, a fantastic book talking about earthing and and that capacity of grounding, you know, people. So uh, there's a lot there. You you won't have pain when you're grounded. You're going to heal. You're going to recharge your energy field. That biofield. Remember that energy field's first, chemistry second. So we really want to you know amp up and get grounded by nature. Yeah, I I definitely like have become uh, have begun to accept this idea of energetics, you know, and really, really put a focus like a hard focus on that, you know, more so than, you know, because for a long time, I was like, it's all about nutrition, you know, and then I was like, it's all about supplementation. And now I'm I'm really, I'm really kind of coming full circle back to yeah, it's all about sunlight. It's all about getting out in nature. It's all about like getting away from appliances and things that are plugged in and, uh, you know, so many signals everywhere and just trying to optimize your bodies because I really believe that even if you have a suboptimal nutrition plan, like if you eat the standard American diet, yeah, that's awful. Uh, you know, if you're drinking, uh, if you're drinking soda, if you're drinking alcohol, whatever it is, I still feel like you have an out where if you can get into the sun for 20 minutes a day with your shirt off, uh, if you can go stand next to a tree with your bare feet in the grass, like in an actual, you know, wilderness situation, not like central park, not like where the, where the grass is like over cement, um, whatever it is, I, I feel like you can still be somewhat optimized even with the other stuff. Whereas you, if you to have a perfect diet with the right supplementation, but then you're not getting sunlight, you're not getting, uh, you know, the negative ions from nature, you're still going to feel like you're missing something. Definitely. Well, let me share this with you right now. We just purchased a home and, and there's a transformer out in the front, that kind of neighboring my property and the neighbors, and we're having high levels of dirty electricity. So we just purchased it. We haven't moved in yet. I'm going through the process of un unraveling where that static electricity is coming from. Is it the transformer that's that's underperforming that needs to have more power to it to support everything, which will lower the static? Is it the lines going in and out of it need to meet because rats ate the lines? Is it the own wiring in this house because it's an older house? Is it a neighbor having, you know, solar? Yeah, the, the list goes on and on as far as what it could be. Yeah, and and uh, so, it, but what we do is there's going to be some of the components that we can just jump down in and go in to find uh, like the, the earthing rods and ground out some of this electricity. But if we go into an area that's dead, you know, we're not going to get the benefits from it. We have to find a power center 
you know, to be able to ground it out. And it's all biogeometry stuff. So there's so many fun components to understanding these intangibles that even me who's been in the field for a while, now I'm dealing with it on my own home and looking into it and really we're troubleshooting, just solving these challenges. And I'll, I'll find that static and we'll get it to a healthy level because a lot of these things, whether it's an electric car, a new car, uh, all these, the electricity in your homes, they're manufacturing challenges. What are mostly causing people to be sick. Mm. We remember we can ground the stuff out and get those signals to not have lots of static in them. And when we can do that, we're going to start to be benefited by it. So you got to have lots of every outlet's got to be ground. There's got to be groundings on the main. You have to have the signals going in and out meet like all these components have to come together for your home to be a healthy home. And then even with that, then we get the grounding bags to transform that waveform to make it healthy. So you can just put them in a sick home. So I could load up my home with a really high level stuff and be fine. But I want to find out like, hey, where is the stuff manufactured flawed? Where is it? Where is the flaw? Fix it. Have a proximity awareness. Make sure these signals are really at a safe level and then use products like our grounding bags to help you transform that waveform so it doesn't affect you. You know, so there's there's so many components, Eric. And I, I've heard people talk about this grounding um, sockets, electric socket. What, what does that mean? How do you do that? They have a uh, just a line that goes into the ground so that it's all everything has to connect back down to the ground. That's how they do it. Mm. Yeah. So what if you live in an apartment building? What, what, is there a way to, to deal with it at that point? Like if you're on the fifth floor or 10th floor or something? Yeah, the, ultimately, all the electricity has to can be connected and go back into a ground in the ground. But sometimes they don't always wire right. So that's why the grounding bags are an incredible you know, answer for you, because no matter where you are, you're pulling in that, that healing pulse of earth, that Schumann resonance, that frequency healing. And you can convert a waveform. You can tap on it with one hand and then you cover your eyes or teeth or thymus or intestinary and recharge those areas that could decharge. I mean, it's, it's really, really powerful when you find the right source and you bring it to you. And how do you use that grounding bag? Is it, do you like, do you just leave it, um, yeah. you know, next to your bed? Do you, is it, do you only have one or do you have several like kind of placed throughout the home? Yeah. Use it as is. So you keep it sealed because the crystals in there have moisture properties in them. They've been compressed from an underground water source. So use it as is, put it on or under your bed, desk or car seat. And then you put five together. In addition to that one on your bed, you put five together in a pile on the floor somewhere in your home, centrally located, and that'll clear the vibration of the 2000 square foot area. So there's definitely protocols for using, clearing your bed, your desk, your car seat, which would be sources of EMF. Cause if your bed's touching the wall, it's charged to the level of the outlet. Same with you're sitting in a car. And if it's an electric car, you're sitting on a battery, the whole front dashboard's electric and the whole thing's self-driving wireless. So that's a really big recipe for a lot of EMF. And so we want to have some grounding bags behind your seat. So there's protocols. And then, like I mentioned, the tapping, 
can actually clear your energy field of any stuck EMF. And then when you direct that to your eyes, your teeth, your thymus, your intestine area, it can recharge those areas that are the most sensitive to being decharged. Wow. So you're going to disappoint a lot of the Tesla owners who listen to this podcast. They're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't know this thing was a death trap. I thought it was modern technology. Uh, they are cooking families. I will go on the record saying that. But the cool thing is, is again, we can coexist with man-made EMF. You just need about, you know, a handful or seven <laughs> grounding bags behind the driver's seat to convert that waveform because you're sitting on a big ass battery. Yeah, that's not a great recipe for the body. I had a colleague that did blood work. And he was in special forces guy with working with, with the elite military, formerly with professional athletes, got called in with the military to do some blood work. He threw in a variable with the guys of testing the guys driving electric cars. It was the biggest marker change in his blood analysis, 18% lower testosterone. Wow. So you can take a healthy person that thinks they're doing great for the environment, which electricity is not an answer. Like, there's or electric cars aren't the answer solar is not the answer because the you're still mining cadmium and and using coal to make these batteries they do them in other countries we're still the wattage that it takes to recharge these is 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 absorbent and then you're left with a dead battery with acid filling up our line mines field so anyhow it's not the best recipe for success but the cool thing is is we can convert these waveforms. Like you can load up your car with, I have a, uh, I have a lot that I've gotten rid of. I would have been able to coach to get rid of Tesla's and such. And I have uh, several that are just so in love with them that they won't keep them, but they just loaded up on grounding bags and their health hasn't deteriorated. But man, if you take a healthy person right now, Eric, and they think they're doing right. They, they think they get the shot because everyone says, get the shot. They think they're driving a Tesla because it's great for environment. Right there, you just lowered a guy's testosterone from, you know, a healthy testosterone is 1,000 to 1,200. You lower them 20% with a, with a shot. You lower them, you know, almost 20% driving an electric car. That puts them in a 600, you know, testosterone range, which prostate bones, you know, there's going to be, so many other challenges, obviously cardiovascular stuff that, that could go wrong with lower testosterone and your other mechanisms, your other systems will start to, you know, really degrade like really quickly when that shift drops. So that we got to look at some of the effects of these invisible waveforms uh, on the chemistry of our body to keep our life force up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, testosterone is a big one for the dudes out there. I mean, probably more than any emails I get are, Hey man, what, what do I take for testosterone? What do I get for testosterone? And, um, I'm curious, have there been any like specific studies, any randomly controlled things or, you know, uh, observational studies or even like any papers written about, the physical mechanisms in the body, be it enzymes, red blood cell, whatever it is that EMFs like these in these waveforms, like they've documented and seen in a laboratory setting, uh, like them actually being effective. 
Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, just 18% lower testosterone driving the Tesla bioinitiative.org had 40 countries, over 200 scientists. They have about 15,000 different studies on EMF and the challenge. I'm in California. Our own California Department of Public Health did a, a study, their own study. They were sued to publish the information by a Berkeley professor. They finally, he didn't want any money, just said, hey, let people know cancer, acoustic nerve challenges, like this stuff is everywhere. We're just ignoring it. The FCC was just sued by Children's Health Defense, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, charity that he it helps uh, fight EMF. He's litigated against ag you know, the agriculture companies. He's litigated against telecom and pharmaceutical companies for the last you know, 30 plus decades. He knows all the deceit and the all their tricks in the playbook. They just get a slap on the wrist, they get fined, and then they keep doing what they're doing. But he litigated against the FCC on this rollout of the, of the millimeter waves and the satellites, and he got the court order. Now they have to really relook at the science. Nothing really changed other than the court acknowledged that these numbers don't lie, the science doesn't lie, and he, he made, the FCC go back to relook at their procedural levels they sent in 1998 on EMF exposure and SARS absorption and what is considered a safe level. It's not, you know, ionizing is unsafe and non-ioning isn't. It's this is a whole different world we're living in. We know that any vibration, even low level non-ionizing, still affects our body at dramatically, you know, exponential levels. Obviously, if you do get something like the Havana cohort. So that was on, you might've seen it on 60 Minutes a couple of years ago. The first attack on US embassy workers on foreign soil with microwave, it was in, in Cuba and China. And this was the biggest news. And these guys were having non-trauma concussion symptoms. So they were nausea, they were in the hospital for six months from EMF poisoning. And uh, so, this stuff is real, it's weaponry, the same bandwidth they're rolling out with 5G, they're, they're used as weapons. So if you can control a crowd from it and use it as a weapon, <laughs> the, the studies are there for sure, Eric. Yeah, because that's like a thing that, you know, um, I don't hear a lot of people talk about, which is like the actual studies and the actual, um, you know, science that's been done around this. Like we, like we can say, you know, when you look at um, physics and you look at waveforms and you look at chemistry, like, yeah, I mean, all of this makes sense. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's like if you could have a mountain of evidence that says, well, yeah, look, it's right there. Um, we do. We do. Yeah. Org. yeah. Look, at, look up uh, Arthur Furstenberg. And he's a big researcher and has cited a lot of stuff. My interview with Tom Cowan is on BitChute. Uh, C-O-W-A-N is his name. You can see he cites a lot of stuff. A lot of the studies I talk about on emfrocks.com in our blog section. So there's so many different resources of, of years and years of, uh, of studies. I think it took 17,000 studies for smoking to for people to realize that it wasn't beneficial for you. We're, I think we've surpassed that now, but we're still ignoring it because everyone is so obsessed with wanting to to communicate. And then 
I think a lot of it too is a lot of the initiatives, unfortunately, from governments uh, and global agendas to track and trace. I mean, literally, you go to a remote area, Eric, like there's no electricity. Third world countries don't have electricity. They just don't like you, they don't have it. They don't need to be you know, having millimeter waves, phased array beaming down on them. You know, that's just that's not uh, what they need to communicate. So because they don't even have electricity to charge anything. So the stuff we've been sold has been a bill of goods and and it's for industry profit. And there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of these industries that have a lot of, of uh, say because they've lobbied so hard for so many years to get where they are. I mean, telecom, pharma, agriculture, these industries have thousands of lobbyists. There's not you know, one lobbyist for health in, in, in DC, <laughs> but the, yet, yet each of these have thousands. So we, we gotta really relook at what health is. And for me, it's really kind of how I mentioned in the beginning, it's, it's staying connected above, it's nutrition, hydration, exercise, owning your power, uh, loving, touching, smiling, exercise, breathing, and grounding, and really starting to, and always smiling, having that inner smile. I, the, these are things that you can do on a daily basis, and breathing's free, so let's just build that breath work up and build that life force up. And that's what health is. And then when you get nicked, you're not going to get nicked as hard because you're going to be able to rebound rebound back a lot quicker. When you get hit, you have grounding bags that can recharge you. So you don't feel crappy. You know, you can keep your polarization and heal. That's, that's what health is. Yeah. I love it. And it's so true. There is no health lobbyist in DC. There is no like vitamin D lobbyist or like a mineral balancing lobbyist, you know, there's, uh, just the, and, and I really actually became aware of all this, uh, through the book radiation nation, um, which was, uh, which does have some studies. And I think one of the most shocking things that I learned when I read that was, um, the regulations that these telecom companies work off of, as far as like what they're allowed to put out, um, you know, in terms of, I, I don't know, EMFs or, or, or like power of their products. Um, these were written in 1996 and they have not been updated since I, th I believe it's 96. Um, you know, when, when the most powerful cell phone was like, had the same power of like, uh, like a couch pillow today, you know, right. compared to like what we have right now in our pockets. So, um, even if you're skeptical about all this, even if you're like, yeah, I don't know, man, like I, like I see 5g towers, I'm like, whatever, I got a phone. I'm like, whatever. Um, just think about like the insanity that like we're 25 years removed since the last like major telecom legislation. And just think about where phones have gone from then until now. And it, yeah. it's pretty shocking. Definitely. It is. It really is. And you know, we we got to, I mean, I love having these conversations because they start to educate people on this. And the other big, big challenge right now, Eric, is the data harvesting that's going on. So your cell phones have trackers, every app from your bank app. They know your retina scan, your fingerprint, your gait, how fast you drive. I mean, the the markers that they're checking on you. For me, it's probably the biggest potential threat of our freedoms is this data just harvesting of information from 
every app, every company, and they say they want to use it to help more efficiently market, but there, there are some other avenues that they're pursuing with this. And, and assuming that the CCP, you know, can, can aggregate all this information, our freedoms can be ripped away instantly because we know they now know if it's in dominion, they know where we live, who we voted for. <laughs> they know, uh, you know, they, you're driving a foreign car. They know everything about where you're stopping and going. And then they know all your access to all your banking information. They can easily, you know, take over the U S and 15 years without firing one bullet potentially. So we roll out, um, Faraday bags. They protect you from the phone. They protect phone from data harvesting, uh, your phone doubling up on them. There'll be no more contact tracing. Your location doesn't show up on the map with just one phone. The phone will ring inside of here because frequencies do go in and out of these, but, uh, with two of them, they won't. So the phones are so strong. It goes through a seven ML military grade static bag. It's unbelievable. Wow. So, okay. So let's get to, let's, let's kind of close up on all this. Um, you know, so we're looking at the grounding bags, so you keep the Faraday, you keep your phone in the Faraday bag. Um, are there any op other options for, uh, for protecting yourself, the phone, you know, the person who works with the laptop on their lap, um, you know, what, what else is there that they can do? Definitely. I mean, the, for protection wise, proximity awareness is a big thing. So, well, most of the time when I'm at work, I have, uh, my router way on the other side of the office then I have a cord and I, I plug it in. So my Wi-Fi is off and I have a, a connected into the router, which is way, you know, like 50 feet or more away from me. So I don't have a router right underneath my desk. So, and then my cell phone's in the Faraday bag, unless I'm going to use it. So my, my exposure of millimeter waves for the wireless signals is nominal throughout the day. So that's a really big understanding. Uh, you can use also the grounding bag on your desk to protect you from that vibration. We have a mini grounding bag. You put it in your pocket, uh, purse or backpack. So full size is about one pound. That's about two to three ounces. I put it in my pocket and I put my phone on the outside of it. So there's a buffer between kind of like you were saying you have a blocking case. Well, that's great, but there's still EMF coming out and as there would be with my phone, but the only difference is, is the, the mini grounding bag is converting that waveform. So it's not a disruptive to your body. So you can use it in those capacities, uh, throw your phone in the Faraday bag when you're not using it, that'll quiet down. If you have to put your laptop on your lap, uh, we, we have a, a larger Faraday bag, which is an eight by eight. So you would do throw an eight by eight, uh, underneath the, underneath your computer. So at least it's not going right into your, your reproductive organs because your ovaries absorb 10 times the amount of radiation guys, sperm counts plummet with EMF. That's why we're having, you know, fertility challenges in a big way is a lot of it's from EMF. I mean, we live, I live in Newport beach on, on the beach and, there are some of the most beautiful women in the world here in bikinis. And these kids in high school are walking around this numb to it. Mm. And I'm just going, it, it, when I was <laughs> that age, it would, you know, I, 
the testosterone levels were out of the roof. I wasn't numb to it, but these kids are numb to it. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. So a lot of it's from so much EMF. They put these computers on their laps for hours and, and then the phones up here, earbuds in their inner ear. Remember your brain has a skull around it. There's an airway canal directly from your ear to your brain. There's no skull there. It's an airway. So when you put an earbud in, that's 2.45 2.45 billion waves per second directly in your inner ear, <laughs> mm-hmm. directly localized on your brain. So uh, anyhow, that, those are things like proximity awarenesses to some of those challenges. Remember, get the smartwatches off you. That's man-made radiation. I've seen endurance athletes' arms go weak, uh, completely like not being able to use it from those. Uh, so a lot of different areas to look at convert your smart meter to analog that's one of the the other biggest components and josh del sol did a did a documentary movie called take back your power which i highly recommend for everyone to see talked about the smart meter they act like a two-way router and a cell tower on your home so it'll really mess up a home so convert it to analog uh, and uh, when possible Wow. So many good, so many good tips, so many good references. I'm so happy uh, that you were able to throw all those out because um, that was actually one of the top things I was wondering, like, okay, someone will listen to this and they'll go, okay, this Justin guy's really smart. I want to go buy his grounding bags, but like, where else can I go to read more information? Cause you know, I, I do know that this is a topic that is getting a lot more press. I mean, at least in like the world that I live in, because if you go to the mainstream, you're not going to find this anywhere. Um, but people are becoming more aware of it. The testosterone, the fertility issues, um, the mental health issues, you know, those things that we like think about where you're like, I want the optimal nutrition and you got the optimal nutrition, but it's just not working for you. And you're like, well, you know, like in the biohacking world, we go, well, what's another thing I can do? Maybe instead of that go, well, like, what can I take away from this? Like what electric thing in my life is just kind of there and I can do something to help, um, ground it, literally ground it and ground myself and get away from these EMFs. So Justin, this was awesome. Um, if somebody would love to, uh, learn more about you, check out your grounding bags and your, your Faraday products, um, maybe even work with you, uh, where would you send them? EMFrocks.com for all the EMF products, uh, athleticism.com for our curated health and performance products and my book and, yeah, you'll be able to jump in. It's athletic ISM is how you spell it. Check it out. You guys will love it. We have soul enhancers. We have an MCT oil called lean oil. Eric, you're getting a care package. And uh, it, we're you guys are absolutely going to be obsessed with all the products on, on athleticism.com. And we sell the grounding bags there as well. So uh, either site uh, will work. And uh, yeah, you guys are going to love it. Uh, we're so excited to be on your show and introduce uh, this waveform technology and how to get grounded by nature. Yeah, I love it. And we'll be sure to, when we release this link, all of the different things that you just mentioned, all the websites, emfrocks.com, athleticism.com, along with all of the different, uh, you know, websites and books and documentaries that you mentioned, because that's a, that's a whole host of stuff that, you know, if you got interested by this 
conversation. And I have no doubt there's people out there who did um, follow up with it. Go check this stuff out. Learn about this topic because um, this topic's here to stay. It's not going anywhere and uh, get ahead of it. Learn about it. Uh, protect yourself, protect your family, protect your sperm, fellas. That's so important. Um, and protect those ovaries, ladies. We got to make more good people. Justin, thank you so much for joining us on the Holistic Nootropics podcast. Listener, viewer, you know what to do. If you enjoyed this, remember to subscribe, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. And until next time, peace. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for listening. For more brain-boosting info, in-depth articles, and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.